Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 1, Chapter 11, Part A, How to Attain Peace. We could have peace to our heart's content if only we would not concern ourselves with the things other people are saying and doing, things which are no business of ours. How can a man expect to have a lasting peace when he's always minding other people's business, always looking out for the chance of engaging in external activities? so that recollection is only possible in a small degree or at rare intervals. Blessed are the simple. They shall have peace to their heart's content. Chapter 11, Part B, about the ambition to do better. We hear of saints who reached the heights, became great contemplatives. How did they manage it? They made it their business to wean themselves away from all earthly desires. This left them free to cling with every fiber of their hearts to God and attend to the business of their own souls. We are not like that. We get wrapped up in the objects of our own affections. Worried too over transitory things, seldom do we conquer a single fault and the ambition to make daily progress never kindles us. All is coldness and indifference. If only we could die to self altogether and enjoy complete interior freedom, then the rest would follow. We should be able to taste the flavors of the spiritual life and have some experience of what is meant by heavenly contemplation. There is only one obstacle, but it is a formidable one. We have not got rid of passion and desire. We are not really trying to set our feet on the ideal path the saints trod. When we encounter even the slightest degree of difficulty, we are all ready to turn in despair to human consolations. And yet, if we would only play the man and stand our ground, depend upon it, we should find heaven coming to our aid. As long as we rely on his grace, God is always ready to help people who put up a fight. He only gives us the opportunity of fighting because he wants us to win. You are careful about the external observances of religion, yes. But if we identify our soul's progress with things like that, we shall soon come to the end of our spiritual resources. We have to apply the axe to the root of our natures and clear our passions away before we can attain to peace of mind. If we could manage to eradicate one of our faults every year, how soon it would make perfect men of us. As things are, it's just the other way around. We often feel that our lives were better and more free from taint when we first turn to God, than they are now. After all these years spent in religion, our eagerness, 
our sense of achievement, ought to be growing intenser every day. And here we are, treating it as something remarkable, when some poor remains of that early enthusiasm are still left to us. If we would only put constraint on ourselves just a little at the very beginning, the rest would follow simply and cheerfully enough. Oh, it is not easy saying goodbye to the ways we have got accustomed to, but it is much easier than a frontal attack on the will. And if you cannot win the day in light skirmishes, what success can you expect when it comes to the really difficult part? You must begin by saying no to your inclinations, getting out of bad habits, or they will involve you in worse trouble as time goes on. If you could but realize what a difference it makes a life well lived, the peace of mind it would bring you, the encouragement it would give to others. I can't help thinking you would be more deeply concerned about your progress in the spiritual life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Mary, gentle guide of youth, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is Thomas Akempis concerned about in this chapter? Progress in the spiritual life. He's trying to help us to be deeply concerned about it. Why? Because the human will follows the human intellect. We cannot want what we do not know. And the way to make our wills, that is our hearts, more attracted to something is to think about it. To think about the benefits of something. And so he says there's three benefits. If you make progress, you would have a life well lived. Isn't that what we all want? A life well lived. Happiness. And if you do that, you'll have peace peace of mind. And thirdly, you would have encouragement for others. We would draw other people along the road. We would help them. And he says, because we don't think about these things, because we don't realize what spiritual progress would do for us, we don't want it. And because we don't want it very much, we therefore don't do the things that would make it possible. And what is necessary to make spiritual progress? Ultimately, spiritual progress consists in growing in love for Jesus Christ. Prog all progress is growth and charity, but not just charity. If we're going to love God, we also have to be humble and patient and obedient. 
So where do we start? Well, Thomas Kempis says, start very simply. Begin by saying no to your inclinations. Say no to yourself. When? When you want to do something that is contrary to God, contrary to what you know God wants for you. We have to get out of our bad habits. Or else, he says, you're going to get worse over time. And Thomas Kempis is not proposing something major. He's not proposing some grand transformation all at once. St. Philip used to say, saints are not made in four days. And Thomas Kempis is very human. He says, look, try to get rid of one fault a year. If you could do that, what a perfect person you'd become very quickly. But how do we get rid of a fault? Well, you have to constrain yourself. Just a little. Hold yourself back. Try to conquer yourself in one little area that you know the Lord is asking of you. And you will find peace and get encouragement. But instead, he says, what do we do? We get a little difficulty, a little sadness, a little disappointment. And we turn to human consolation. No one can be sad for a long time. And so, when the spiritual life gets a little difficult, we get a bit of sad. We're like the Israelites who longed to return to Egypt when they were slaves. They start thinking of the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, totally forgetting about the cruel slavery, the torture, the misery. They got a little difficulty in the, in the desert and they wanted some human consolation. God was not enough for them. So let us ask for the grace tonight to catch ourselves when we're doing that. Especially if we're turning to some human consolation that's extremely sinful and destructive to our life. Often we start making progress and we get stymied because after a while, we go back to some old consolation. Something we had beaten, but then not totally. But remember, the Lord is giving you his grace. If you want to fight, it's because his grace is at work in your heart. Apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. He will come to your aid. He's already coming to your aid. If you would play the man, he says, stand your ground. Just this once. Stand your ground and the Lord will come to your help and you will know victory. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.